From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Rob Nice, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Rob Nice. Welcome to the weekend edition of the Black and Blue Report. Hello, everyone. How are you? It is Rob Nice coming to you from Studio B here on Airline Drive. And I see lots of trucks. I see lots of cameras. There's something big happening here at the Pelicans practice facility. The NBA is here for a big announcement, and we will give you more information as we get it. It's actually happening right now. Of course, we know that the NBA All-Star Game is happening right here in the New Orleans Crescent City area. 2014, it's going to be really big. The biggest stars from around the world will be in New Orleans uh, again, for the second time since 2008, uh, it was uh, six or seven years ago. I, I guess by the time we, we hold the All-Star game, it will be seven years. But we had it last in 2008. So very big news on the NBA side as well as the NFL. We have the Saints and Niners. It, I think it's the, the number two and number three team in the NFC uh, going head-to-head. And it's a big offense, big defense. The San Francisco defense, they rank sixth in the league in yards allowed per game and fourth in points per game. And the Saints, they come in number two in yards per game and scoring with just under 30 points per game. The Saints are 7-2, the Niners are 6-3, and three, and it all happened Sunday at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome for a scheduled 325 kickoff. On today's show, we have the owner, vice chairman of the board, Rita Benson LeBlanc. She will be stopping by Studio B to talk about this big announcement that we have. And J.D., John DeShazer, you never know what he's going to say, but he's going to give us some information that nobody else can concerning the black and gold. The big matchup is happening this Sunday, and John DeShazer is walking around the practice facility getting all the latest from head coach Sean Payton, quarterback Drew Brees, and any updates that you need to know, J.D. will have them. So stay tuned. We got more of the black and blue report coming up, and also from the NBA side as well, we have Brent Berry former NBA great, and he's also a correspondent on the show, NBA Inside Stuff. We'll talk with him and much more. Don't move. It's the Black and Blue Report, the weekend edition. Okay, you've just been told you have a serious heart issue, congestive heart failure, a valve problem, a complex rhythm disorder. Now what? At Auctioner, we suggest you take a moment and do some research. When you do, you'll find Auctioner Medical Center has the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by U.S. News & World Report. We routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is... I just saw your test results, and they look great. No problems. Leading Edge Care. Just one more reason to choose an auctioner-affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. 
And we are back with the Black and Blue Report. Hello, everyone. It is the weekend edition. Rob Nice is here. Incredible weekend in the Crescent City. Not only are the Pelicans playing uh, tomorrow night at the New Orleans Arena, but, of course, there's the big matchup this Sunday at the Dome with the Saints and the 49ers. It's kind of a 1-2-3 kind of positioning uh, between the Saints, 49ers, and Seahawks. So it's a very big game. Kickoff is a little bit after 3 o'clock, and we will be talking to John DeShazer uh, in a little bit. But right now, Sitting here in Studio B, we have the owner, vice chairman of the board. We have Miss Rita Benson LeBlanc. How you doing? I'm very well and excited for all the good things we're bringing to New Orleans. So good, and I understand that that not only do we have good things in the Crescent City, but we have something big going on here at, at the facility here on Airline Drive. We understand that the NBA is here making a big announcement at the Pelicans practice facility. Absolutely. If everyone would tune in at 2.30 p.m. this afternoon, we will be announcing with the NBA which players from around the league will be featured on the All-Star Game ballot. And I can secretly reveal, Uh oh, oh, I can't say how many. Okay. I can say I'm really excited about how many, but there are definitely, definitely some Pelicans players. You can't say just one? I can't say just one. If it's two? Nope. Okay. All right. Well, you guys got to find out. It's big time coverage. The NBA here. Uh, we have the big media trucks all over the place in the parking lot. So very exciting times for not only the New Orleans Pelicans, but the city of New Orleans. And just in case you guys haven't heard, uh, we will be hosting the 2014 NBA All-Star Game right here in New Orleans. Very incredible. Absolutely. Uh, and again, on voting for the All-Star Game, yes. people are going to be able to vote on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and even texting. So we got to get our fans watching. They can watch the announcement at 2.30, but also just following all of All-Star. We can vote, vote often through January 20th. But the game itself, all the prep, I'm, I'm so excited about taking everything that we've learned from so many different special events and really focusing it on the NBA and All-Star Weekend. It's numerous days. It's a real CNBC. Uh, it, you participated last year. Yes. That was exciting in Houston. Yes, I've hosted the last six All-Star Games, and it's a lot of work, but it's a very, very uh, special uh, event that, that whatever city we go to, they always walk away with, with an amazing experience. Uh, last year was my first NBA All-Star, and I was really surprised by how much music was interwoven in all of the scene or set changes in between the different competitions. Uh, it's also, the arena is so intimate, and the those fans that are coming from around the league or the locals who come and buy tickets, they're going to get to see all of the renovations we put into the arena. It's fantastic new club rooms. There's even a bar in the terrace. It's just, it's exciting, and I love the pageantry that Ski Austin and the whole special events crew from the NBA puts together in the arena. Now, very exciting news as well, and, and uh, you're going to have your hands full in a great way for the All-Star Weekend because it's, it's recently announced that you will be the co-chair along with former NBA great, NBA champion, uh, NBA head coach, and most importantly, New Orleans native Avery Johnson. Avery Johnson is one of my favorite people on the planet. He is always positive. He is always smiling, and we always bump into each other. But he has been a great fan of the Saints, great friend in New Orleans, and truly inspirational speaker specifically to the Saints the year we won the Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, bringing in that kind of energy and enthusiasm, you can't go wrong. So I look forward to all of my obligations because I'm going to have my I'm going to have Avery there with me. And he has a one of a kind accent that I think only uh, Coach Monty Williams can can imitate. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he is a very cool guy. And uh, this will come with a lot of uh, responsibility. But like I said, it's going for a, a great cause. So many community initiatives, uh, so many things that's going to be done for the city. Uh, 
incredible economic impact that that's going to be had on New Orleans once again coming off the heels of, of a big event uh, such as the Super Bowl that we had here and, and you yourself were involved heavily with the Super Bowl last year uh, do you take anything from the NFL side from the work that you did from the Super Bowl and carry it over to All-Star Weekend? Well, the economic impact that uh, that they have estimated for this NBA All-Star Weekend is $75 million. Whoa. That's a big ticket number. Yes. And I think the exciting thing about NBA All-Star is that we can really grow it. It's, it's, a, it's a real intimate setting because of being in an arena and it's and so you don't have as many people around town but the people who are in town are serious big hitters in terms of celebrity uh music sports and also corporate sponsorship so it gives you it gives me a little bit more time to really host and and be an ambassador for economic development and for our community plus it's a lot of fun it's slightly more laid back than the super bowl the super bowl is very corporate and there's something that's a little bit more pizzazz there's a lot of cnbc there's it has a little bit of feel to the kentucky derby where everybody's dressed up but instead of hats there's a lot of I don't know, just it's fabulous, a lot of designer clothes, fabulous and, yeah. outfits, and then there's always the most interesting and amazing people on the court. And as you're walking around, you you just see people, and it's very laid back, and that is very much the authentic spirit of New Orleans. So I know that we'll we, we have an opportunity to really embed NBA All Star in in kind of the fabric of New Orleans, so that it's a must must have destination, and we really anchor this event here. We've had it for we this is the second time to ha- host the sit the event in six years and i'd like to make that on a a little bit more regular rotation and from a personal standpoint the biggest thing about having the all-star weekend in new orleans uh the the community initiatives that happen with the players uh, a lot of times that uh, a lot of celebrities and some of the players they can't get tickets uh, uh, unless they participate in some of these community events such as uh rebuilding homes going to schools uh painting certain buildings um but in new orleans for some reason it it sticks a, a whole lot more than it did in in the other cities and when they come in, it's, it's such an incredible thing to see that these people are, are collectively uh, giving back to the city and being from here. That, that's just such an amazing experience for me. Well, New Orleans is special. We touch hearts and we've we've gone through a lot. And many of these people have participated in, in other civic and community activities. And so for them to come back, it's it's continuing being a part of the family of New Orleans and the region and the area. So NBA Cares has a has a whole smorgasbord of events and ways for people to participate. We're collaborating uh, very well with the mayor and also, you know, the governor is very supportive. We um, we owe a lot to the entire state for all the support that is put into both facilities, but particularly the arena. We're we're putting in fifty million dollars of improvements, and and that just brings commerce and attention and increases the brand of New Orleans and the state of Louisiana. I still get lost in in the upgrades in the arena. I have to walk certain ways, and when I go to the club, I'm I'm lost for about twenty minutes because I'm listening. They have a. Uh, 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 intimate music and, and music for each club section that they can play in there. So it, it just seems like its own experience in different parts of the arena. So you can get lost in walking in there for a good hour, just taking in the new sights and sounds there. Absolutely. It was a lot of people's input. It was a great collaboration. But but also we all took time to go visit other arenas and we wanted New Orleans to be unique so that you recognized where you were, but also bring all the pizzazz and the cool, fun things that that are there in other arenas, uh, particularly like the bar and the terrace and the club areas. And then the loge boxes have sold out and the suites, of course, are great. And we've had upgrades there as far as the the paneling and the and the flooring. So it, it we basically wanted to make it so hard for a fan to decide what would be their favorite spot to sit. And there's there's the Capital One Club. There's also the front row gets to be part of the chairman's club. So everybody 
gets to feel special. Yes. Everyone has something very custom for their experience in the New Orleans arena. Well, I'm sure everybody will feel special for All-Star Weekend. Uh, big big Sunday coming up for the Saints uh, versus the 49ers. Are you excited? And, and how, how are the nerves from, from being right there on the field and being around, even with big games such as the Dallas game last week uh, and, and now with the 49ers coming up? So many, every game is, is this different sort of emotional element because there's either a past history of who we've beaten, how we've beaten, if they've beat us, but then there's also friendships involved. So Jed York is a very good friend of mine, but he teases and yes. he, yeah, yeah, so there's some competition there. So I'm debating on whether to text him or tweet him something to sort of not get him riled up, but he's a, he's a, it's a very classy family. They're a wonderful addition to the NFL, but boy, do I want to beat him on Sunday. And, and last time they came here, everybody was so hospitable to to the 49ers organization because they were here as a member of the Super Bowl from the NFC. Now, not not so much. Uh, we'll send them something later. Right. It's time to win. <laughs> it's time to win, and we cannot stop talking about this game. Rita Benson LeBlanc, thank you so much for stopping by the Black and Blue Report. You're welcome, Rob. Uh, she's walking over right now to the Pelicans practice facility where NBA, the NBA folks are in town. You can see it on NBA TV. Big announcement happening. She will not reveal these names, but I'm pretty sure within the next couple of hours, everyone will know, and you get a chance to vote and, and have some New Orleans Pelicans right there on that all-star ballot. When we return, we will talk to John DeShazer. JD will be in the house to give us the last-minute black and gold updates. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Hey there. What you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. N nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. We are back with the Black and Blue Report. It's the weekend edition. It's Rob Knights here trying to make sure that the weather stays at, at least in the 60s so this guy does, doesn't get cold for the game this Sunday. John DeShazer joins us right now. J.D., what's going on? Nothing much. It doesn't matter if it's the 60s outside because it's going to be about 50 in the press box. So, you know, it's always freezing there. The only person that wears a skull cap uh, during the games and, and looks cool doing it. I have not done it the last couple of games, though. I've, I've, I'm slipping. I, I'm falling down on my job, and i got to put it back in my bag so I'll make sure I have it. Long as the players don't slip and fall this Sunday against the 49ers is the main concern. Uh, another big matchup, another primetime NFL game, another NFC showdown for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, um, big game, and, and, you know, Saints play well at home, of course. You know, 5-0 this season, 35-15 to 15 average margin of victory. So they do it up big at home. But San Francisco is a team that really came in here and, uh, and to an extent handed it to the Saints last year, beat them 31-21. And what you hear mostly um, from – from fans and people who saw that game, and even from a couple of Saints players, where you know San Francisco was extremely physical, 
um, out physical the Saints to a degree, and and that's the last thing you want to have to you have happen to you as, as a football team. So it's going to be interesting. I know uh, the Saints say they don't feel like they owe them any re- any revenge, but uh, they've beaten the Saints two straight times, and one of those was to put them out of the uh, NFC playoffs a couple of years ago. So you know they they got to feel something for it. Oh, get that sinking feeling every time I think about that that game that could have sent uh, the Saints to the NFC Championship. Now, what I think of the 49ers, I, I see read option all day in, in, in my eyes, and, and I see that as a, uh, a focal point for the Saints because coming up, we got Cam Newton twice, and, and now we have a big test with Kaepernick, who's one of the best mobile quarterbacks in the NFL, and he can read the defenses just as good as any option quarterback that's playing in uh, high school on the college level or, or on any level, and he's doing it with the 49ers this Sunday. Well, Frisco's going to run the ball. That's what they want to do. They want to play physical on both sides. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, the coach, you know, did it at Stanford. He's a hard-nosed player when he played in the NFL, played quarterback, and so that's what he has kind of instituted in San Francisco. They're going to run that read option, but I'm not exactly sure how much because Cap didn't run it that much against uh, Carolina last week, and I've heard – that he injured his foot earlier in the season isn't quite the same, and maybe that's holding down some of his read option, you know, capabilities. And if so, you know, more power to the Saints, I mean, because that takes away one of their options. But certainly if they're going to do it, he's one of the masters at doing it, he and, and, and Cam Newton. And uh, you don't want him to be at full health doing it, and that's where it's going to start and end for the Saints on defense. If they can defend and make Kaepernick, you know, one-dimensional, keep him in the pocket and make him throw the football, you'd rather have him doing that, especially if Vernon Davis does play. We're not exactly sure. He got a concussion last week. He might or might not play. Anquan Bolden is just, you know, kind of a bully receiver. He ain't going to beat you with his speed, but he can kind of post you up. But you're not worried about him stretching the field. So if you can make him one-dimensional and make him throw the ball as opposed to having Kaepernick run that read option, it's going to be a lot better for you. Are the statistics uh, lining up with, with the play for, for Keenan Lewis? You, you've had Julio Jones. You had uh, Vincent Jackson. You had Mike Wallace. Uh, and now we have a, another great uh, a set of, of receivers. And Vernon Davis can be listed as a tight end if you want, but he's a receiver. Uh, he, along with Anquan Bolden, uh, are the statistics showing up that, that he's a person that, that can stay on that island by himself and guard the big-time receivers? Well, he looks pretty much like a shutdown type guy, which is what the Saints figured they were getting when they got Keenan. Now, he didn't exclusively exclusively play Des Bryant uh, man-to-man. They had some over-the-top on Des Bryant, and they kind of bracketed him some. But, I mean, he did his job, and that's all you can ask him to do. If you want to put him on Anquan Bolden, you know, I think really – I guess you'd like to have him on Vernon Davis if that option presents itself. But Vernon Davis is a big guy. He's fast. He plays on the inside. I don't know if you necessarily want to put Keenan there. But, I mean, you know, I I think he'll have success on either one of those guys if you put him on. Anquan Bolden, again, is a big physical receiver. He's probably running about 220 pounds. And nowadays, since Anquan's gotten a little older, he might be closer to 230 because you start retaining water when you get older. You know, I'm, I'm a witness to that. <laughs> wait a and minute. So, <laughs> Whoa. And wait so, a uh, you know, Anquan's a big boy. Wait a and minute. And he's one of those guys who's physical. And if you want to put your hands on him at the line of scrimmage, it's going to be a long day for you because he's strong enough to run through those jams. So it's going to be interesting to see how Keenan handles it. Keenan's got those long arms. He's a physical defender. He <laughs> likes to get up on guys and jam them at the line, so that'll be a good battle, actually. We, can, we can't just walk past this and act like you didn't refer and make a reference to water retention for older men. Is, is that what I have to look forward to, J.D.? Well, you know, I'm just speaking for me and Anquan. I can't speak for everybody in the world. I'm just talking for us two dudes yes. who have retained a little bit of water. And, of course, you know, I'm at the tender age of 40-plus. Yes. I want to get my, you know, I'm like a woman in that. I don't want to give you away my true age. You can't set it up and say I'm at the age of and then don't say the well, age. Well, that's what women do all the time, so I can tell 
take that from them. So, you know, I'm kind of in the 40-ish. You've changed. Oh, range. You've changed. That's yeah, all I'll well, say. Well, you know, you've menopause. They do call it menopause, <laughs> right? Listen. Menopause. Listen, yes, oh, if, yes. If men, hold on. If, men, if women get menopause, yes. do, do men get women applause? No, I don't women know. Women applause? I'm, I'm going to pause this conversation. <laughs> I'm going to pause this right now and shift to the Pelicans basketball court right now. What a better time for a segue than right now. Uh, I don't think there is one. Um, last week I mentioned we can have uh, the point guard play. We can have the, the great guards. But I was looking for, and, and I think a lot of the fans are looking for, that closer. What has happened on the road? They have not been able to close out games. And and, and the, the, the confidence has been a little bit shaking. It, 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 that's what it would appear as if uh, with the Laker game. When they get down a little bit, it, it's as if the other team can pour it on. And, and, and Utah comes in with... Uh, not a win in the season, and they were a- able to knock down clutch threes and, and have uh, another 30-plus point quarter for an opposing team for the Pelicans. Uh, what do they have to do? Because Ryan Anderson should be back this weekend, if not uh, early next week. But once he comes back, he's not going to be the the answer that everybody's talking about. That's a lot of pressure to put on one player. What do the Pelicans have to do to make sure that they have that closing attitude to where they have their, their foot on the gas and they're going until there's no more time left on the clock. Well, one of the biggest things is they're going to have to get mentally tougher. I mean, I understand this is a young team and, and, you know, it's only nine games into the season, but they're going to have to be mentally tougher from the standpoint of the Pelicans are great at issuing or distributing a punch, but they have not shown yet that they can take a punch. Every time, you know, a team punches back, they've kind of gone into a shell and been on the receiving end and, and they've just taken the blows and have not responded accordingly. And so we've seen that a couple of times, a 16-point lead in Utah in the third quarter. I, granted, it's the, the early third quarter. And Utah, you know, as bad as they were, are, you know, is comprised of NBA players. But the Pelicans should be able to hold off a team like that. And so to not be able to mentally push through, you want to see these guys toughen up mentally. Now, physically, you know, you've seen some things for which there is no excuse. You, when you see guys drive from the timeline or from half court and not be challenged at the rim, that's not the defense that Monty Williams is teaching, that's not a defense you'll see played on the street. I mean, if you're playing with four guys you don't know, you know, guys know to protect the basket, and the Pelicans aren't doing a very good job of protecting the basket. So they've got to get better at that and at least force teams to take a more difficult shot. You can't have them get wide-open looks at, at the rim. That You just can't win that way. And I think another thing that um, that is going, you know, maybe understated a little bit, the Pelicans are shooting a high percentage from three-point range but not shooting a lot of them, maybe 10, 12 a game. You know, I'd love to see that number get up to around 19, 20. If you're going to shoot 40, 41% from three-point range, get up more attempts because, you know, you're making them and the right guys apparently are taking them, but you're not getting enough attempts up. So I'd like to see them get a few more attempts from three-point range. I'd love to see them challenge more at the rim. And, you know, you just can't have guys have those wide-open wide open driving lanes, and they're not doing a very good job in pick-and-roll defense. These are things that hopefully can be rectified in practice. Looking at the minutes from, from the game from Utah, Al Farouk Amino was limited to 21 minutes. W- was this from a matchup standpoint or was it from a uh, a, a swagger and, and lack of defensive intensity? Because he normally, he's in the starting lineup, but to have 21 points in the game to where you have an athletic shooting guard such as Marvin Williams who can play the forward, he can play a lot of positions, it would seem as if Al Farouk Amino could be right there defending those guys. But at 21 minutes, uh, he only finished the game with uh, one assist, uh, two rebounds, and, and no points scored. Well, he, he's been extremely passive offensively. Now, granted, he's not, you know, a guy you're going to depend on to make a lot of one-on-one moves anyway. His game is, you know, defending, rebounding, getting out on the break, hopefully getting some cheap baskets that way. And if he's not playing with energy, he's not the same guy. So I'm guessing that he was not playing with – 
the the requisite inter- energy that would keep him on the floor when he's a guy who's with energy and he's defending and he's deflecting passes and he's getting rebounds and he's getting out in the in the in the, in the lanes on the break he's a totally different guy and then he gets a little confidence in his jumper too his jumper is much improved from last year but when he's not playing with energy he's just an average guy and playing with energy is what makes him special he rebounds he can be a special rebounder from the small forward position but if he's not doing those things, then he's not going to help you a whole lot because, I, you know, for some reason, and we've seen it the last couple of seasons, he will drift and he will get passive. And when he drifts and he gets passive, he's just not a lot of help for you. Lou Amundsen with 17 minutes and five points in the loss versus the Utah Jazz. Now, Brian Robertson see any playing time. Is is he okay? Is, was this a, a coach's decision? Uh, is, is it something that we're looking for to see different from Brian Roberts? Well, I know B-Rod's been in a little bit of a slump lately, and, I, you know, hopefully this is something that's not going to last. I mean, you have ebbs and flows in the NBA, and certainly he's earned, you know, some playing time. So you hope that Coach just kind of looked at his lineup. I know Austin Rivers played a decent amount, and Austin played with – you know, he injected some energy. You want to see Brian because what Brian does, what he's learned to do is he protects the basketball better, you know, than he did last season. I think he was about at a 3-1, to one, you know, assist-to-turnover ratio, which you love. He also shoots the ball well, but he hadn't shot it that well lately. So maybe Maybe this was just an opportunity to give Austin some reps, but certainly I expect to see Brian back on the floor. We shall see uh, tomorrow. The the New Orleans Pelicans take on the Philadelphia 76ers. It's a former team for Drew Holiday as well as Jason Smith, but Drew Holiday was an all-star with the 76ers, so I look for him to have uh, a lot of energy. And Charles Barkley, he said it best. When, when you face your former team, you, you tie it up the shoes a little bit tighter and you want to give your former team uh, something to think about. So we shall see if that can uh, equate to a great game for Drew Holiday on the court. J.D., uh, pleasure uh, you stopping by and, and enlightening me on uh, male water retention, uh, possible women, menopause. Women, it, it, women <laughs> of pause. Women of pause. I, I got a feeling a lot of women paused on this conversation <laughs> when it was brought up. And, and uh, if you guys would like to uh, relay your questions or thoughts or rants to John DeShazer, he is at uh, – I can't even remember the, the Twitter handle. I think it's if you want to rant about it, it's at Rob Nice, I believe. Um, <laughs> at John DeShazer. <laughs> at John DeShazer. He is official and he's certified, so it's actually going to be him. He'll follow back so you can send him those 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 mean uh, direct messages. All right, we shall see J.D. He has the exclusive interview with head coach Sean Payton before the game this Sunday. Remember, it is a 3 o'clock or 325 kickoff uh, this Sunday, and they are bringing in the big dogs for this one on Fox. We have Troy Aikman, Pam Oliver, and Joe Buck will be on the call as well, so can't wait for that jd thanks for stopping through the black and blue report we'll return with more are you ready for health care reform at blue cross we're ready to help learn all you can about health care reform at bcbsla.com reform here you'll find information on tax credits health insurance options answers to frequently asked questions and a handy checklist to help you prepare visit us today at bcbsla.com reform and get ready blue cross and blue shield of louisiana is an independent licensee of the blue cross and blue shield association and is incorporated as louisiana health service and indemnity company Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans by getting the entire family on board for a Pepsi Friends and Family Night. Packages are available for select Pelicans home games and include four tickets, four hot dogs, four bags of chips, and four Pepsis for as low as $128. The next Pepsi Friends and Family Night is Saturday, November 16th against the Philadelphia 76ers. For more information and to plan your next night out with the gang, log on to pelicans.com today. 
Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. And the Black and Blue Report continues right now on the phone. We have a very special guest. Now you can catch him uh, with a, a very interesting feature with, with Pelicans big man Anthony Davis real soon on NBA's Inside Stuff. He is a NBA TV studio analyst and former NBA player in 1996, NBA slam dunk champion. We have Brent Berry on the line. How's it going? How are you guys doing? Uh, pretty good. We understand you're on the road right now, working hard as always. Uh, but we understand that you came to New that Orleans. Is not, that is not true. I, I'm not always working hard. I will not lie. Uh, well, I would say you work harder kidding. than maybe than, than Greg Greg Anthony or, or Rick Fox or those guys. You you telling me they outwork you? Oh, I'm working. I'm working a lot harder than them. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, we're glad you got time to uh, to be on the phone with us right now. Uh, I understand you have a feature that's coming out. They have a preview uh, of you uh, working with Anthony Davis, talking about the low post moves. Uh, how was that? experience and, and when can we expect to see that on inside stuff well i think it's coming up this uh this saturday and uh i i will say that i was not working with anthony davis on low post moves because lord knows I, I never really liked to go in there against those big guys but i was uh i was really happy to get there and talk with coach monty williams about his development and uh spend some time with with ad and talk about all the hard work he put in this offseason and what that's going to mean for his success and ultimately the team's success down in New Orleans. Now, now you got a chance to see him before the season started, and, and since the season has started, he, he's in the top amongst the NBA big men when it comes to blocks per game. He's up there with points as well as rebounds, and he's dishing out a couple of assists. What have you seen right. from him so far in in the uh, the early game so far this season? Well, I, I, I can tell you this. that Opponents are, are a little bit more leery of what it is that Anthony brings to the table this year, everybody knowing that his potential – was there to have the type of performances and, and sometimes dominating performances that we've seen in the early part of this season. But you can see all that work that he's put in is starting to pay off. And I think uh, ultimately it, it is a big result of his confidence that he can go out there and uh, and finally, because of his health, do some of the things that he knows he's capable of doing and, and take those next steps, becoming a complete NBA player. Now, in two seasons, this is his second second season, it seems as if he has an arsenal of moves so far. And, and the big talk yeah. uh, last night on, on uh, Turner Sports with, with Charles Barkley and, and Shaquille O'Neal, they talk about the, the big guys that are all-stars, such as Blake Griffin and, and uh, Dwight Howard. What, what will it take to, to have those guys to, to have those, those, those patented moves that the NBA greats had, such as Akeem Olajuwon and, and Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley's of the world? He's such a unique talent in the way that uh... – you know, he's never going to be a bang-around guy down in the low post where he's moving guys and rooting guys down on the block. But his finesse, combined with his athleticism and length, makes him very unique in terms of being able to play on the defensive end and bothering shots and blocking shots. But on the offensive end, he moves a lot like a guard at times. It's, it's kind of freakish the way that he can uh, play from the top of the key or play from the elbow where he's developed that jump shot a little bit. But then when he puts the ball on the floor, he sees guys who are cutting. He can get around bigger guys who are trying to defend him and score at the rim. So he's got a very unique skill set. I don't think there's anything that AD has patented yet in, in the way that Akeem was able to shake guys off the block uh, or the way that Dirk has been able to isolate guys at the top of the key, who I know is, is his favorite player, and he likes to emulate some of the things that he does around Dirk's game. But, man, the guy, the guy is so young. Uh, and has so much potential and so many more years to develop those things. It's just a great positive sign that 
what he's done in the offseason is paying off for the Pelicans. We are talking with NBA TV host and former NBA player Brent Barry. Now, you spent some time in the Southwest Division with the Houston Rockets and the San Antonio Spurs. What are your thoughts on this division, and who do you think will come out on top uh, at the end of the season? I think the Spurs are still the class of the division. They've gotten off to another great, quiet start at 8-1. and one. Um, they, they haven't had a lot of changeover from last year, and the Marco Bellinelli addition is uh, something that's going to pay dividends for them as the season goes on. He's a very complete player. And uh, I think the Dallas Mavericks did a great job in the offseason in terms of combination of players like Kyle Brown and Monte Ellis on the floor. A lot of people curious to see that was going to work for Dallas, but they've sped up, and Rick Carlisle's finding out some pretty decent combinations to make them competitive again. So the Pelicans are in a situation where being uh, young and gathering the talent that Monte has, Monte has on the team this year, they're going up against teams that have that experience. And it's a, it's a really good set of circumstances for them to sort of understand the next step they need to take throughout the course of this year to become one of those teams finds themselves in the thick of the playoffs. Going to be a very fun season with each team facing each other four times. Those will be intense matchups within the Southwest Division. Now, the NBA All-Star Game will be held in New Orleans in 2014. Uh, it, it was held in 2008 and a short turnaround for the city of New Orleans. But you were a, a participant in the All-Star festivities with the slam dunk competition, even though it was years ago. It, it, uh, can you talk about the evolution of, of the All-Star Saturday night and, and your thoughts or, or your suggestions uh, for the slam dunk contest or anything that the NBA can be uh, that can be done that we'll see this All-Star weekend? Well, I like the fact that uh, the NBA embraces that All-Star weekend is for the fans. And if you haven't ever been to one, you know, if you have some, some great NBA fans that have not traveled outside of New Orleans to attend something like this, they're, they're in for a treat. Obviously, like you said, back in 2008, it was there in town. And I'm sure people have some great memories. The city is such a great host for these kind of events. Uh, I don't know, when you say New Orleans and you say all-star anything, I think party comes along with it. Yep. So it's going to be a really enjoyable time. I hope that uh, some of the participants who step into some of those competitions just put on a good show for the people that are there. And, uh, you know, the NBA is always tweaking things, so we'll see if there's something that they come up with for this year's festivities in New Orleans that makes it just a little bit different and a little more unique. But all in all, it's really for the fans, and, and hopefully everybody has a good time. Now, Brent, if they had an alumni slam dunk competition, can you can you break out the the warm ups and come out and and give us that that dunk one more time? Well, I, I won't be going from quite as far, but I can still get it down. Okay, okay, I'm sure that's the challenge that that you can uh, defeat better than maybe Charles Barkley can. Uh, we we've seen his low post moves last night against Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, <laughs> it, it looks like the old guys are playing a little you bit. Know, the, the interesting thing you talk about that is they've actually at, in Atlanta at the uh, studios they put some extended padding in since Shaquille has been part of uh, part of the late night roster. So they have they, they've supported the stage the TNT stage that you see every night on Thursday. Yes. Uh, they've reinforced that stage quite a bit. And uh, you know, those guys have a lot of fun while they're while they're on set. Thank it, goodness Ernie is there uh, it, to make sure that the show goes on. If only that, that there were a, uh, a 24-hour camera right there in studio. Uh, in, oh, you don't want that. <laughs> I don't even I want, want to know there. who doesn't wear pants in the studio. I, I've heard some stories now. <laughs> those guys suit up pretty nice uh, halfway, they're halfway decent in there
Very cool, man. Well, we look forward to seeing the show as well as the NBA Inside Sub feature with New Orleans Pelicans forward Anthony Davis, and they will take on the Philadelphia 76ers tomorrow at the New Orleans Arena. Brent Barry, we look forward to seeing you in New Orleans, and we look forward to seeing you next time behind the desk on NBA TV. Yeah, thanks, guys. you got a great kid in AD, and obviously uh, he's the, the cornerstone of that franchise, so enjoy him. Yes, sir, and we have a big announcement coming up on NBA TV, live in the Pelicans practice facility coming up, and we have more of the Black and Blue Report up next. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win, but here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. And we are back to wrap up the Black and Blue Report. It's the weekend. I hope you guys get up, get out, and go do something. Everybody broke out the winter coats when it was uh, freezing cold earlier during this week. I know a lot of out-of-towners may may go head-to-head uh, -head with somebody when it comes to cold weather. But listen, if it was in the 40s with some wind chill, to us, that was Christmas. Uh, <laughs> but it's going to be a little bit warmer this weekend. We know LSU is taking on Texas A&M in Baton Rouge. And then Sunday, of course, we got the big game, the Saints and the Niners. Special thanks to all our guests, Brent Berry. Also, Rita Benson LeBlanc and John DeShazer, which I, I, I just don't know what to do after that conversation. I, 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 I need to go talk to John on the side. I'll go do that while you guys enjoy an incredible weekend. Listen for the best of show tomorrow. And the Pelicans take on the 76ers at the New Orleans Arena. Listen for the coverage and the game. If you cannot make it to New Orleans Arena, and, and check out the game on TV on Fox Sports New Orleans, or you can listen on WWL. That's going to do it for this edition of the Black and Blue Report. We'll see you tomorrow for the best of. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.